This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. This is the Vic Police Glow Show, exclusive to Joy Podcast, presented by Vic Police LGBTI liaison officers and a range of Joy presenters. Now, here is the Glow Show. We are back. We're back. We're back. We're back with the Glow Show. Gabby, how are you going? The team is back the together. Team. And it is Highway Patrol time again. I love Highway I Patrol. I know you it do. Can nice we make it the band back together, isn't it? It is the band. Mm. Can we make it really, really interesting this week? Just not half an hour of talking about what kind of engine this vehicle has or I don't believe this what how big are the wheels. I don't believe what I'm this guy. <laughs> Get out. Speaking of that new BMW. <laughs> I saw the BMWs. Oh, okay. Here we go. She's all about don't talk about it and oh, then all get excited yeah. about I was at Dawson Street yesterday. I was washing my police car because yeah. that's what you do. Mm-hmm. And I saw the big tanky kind of cars. You know oh, those yes. ones, Beck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are they called? Well, they're, they're the big Sog Rammy McBammy yeah. thing along. Yeah. Thing along. They're Ooh, cool. They are cool. They're really cool. And then I saw the BMWs and I was going, what are they doing there? And mm. you liked it? I did. Yeah. Now, I've got to ask so, one yeah. question. What are you doing washing your own police car? Well. What's going on in the big police force? <laughs> Being down at South Bank now. I mean, we're out of the big city. It's about, it's about discipline. It is. It's having a bit of pride about it discipline. Was, I washed mine today. It was so dirty. Mm. And we had no water for the windscreen wipers. Mm-hmm. We couldn't even see out the windscreen, so you we know washed what? it. I, I want to. Don't I, start. If, yeah. If I wasn't wearing headphones, I would cover my ears. I don't want to hear such a thing. But it's clean now. It's sparkling. I use the broom. Mm -hmm. Everything. It's great. I'm glad to hear that you're doing your 32-point check at the start of every shift. My God. Well, I wasn't the driver. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't the driver, but I did the 12 points. I tell you what, if I was a police officer and they said, go and wash the car, I'd go, yeah, no problem. I'd go straight down to the High Point or Chadston. I'd go, here you go, fellas, and I'd go and have a coffee and a latte and sit back, relax. Who's paying for that, Will? I would do it. It was very therapeutic. I would get cold. It's quite cathartic, isn't it? Yeah. Cathartic. Mm, mm. That's a different way to look at it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been happening out there, lovely Beck? Oh, so many things, mm-hmm. Will. So many things. It's been, you know, quite cool. So I think people are trying to get places a little quicker. Mm-hmm. Perhaps people that are a little cold whilst mm-hmm. commuting or working, like people on scooters and motorcycles. So the other night I booked an Uber Eats delivery driver. Was he in a hurry, was he? He was. Mm-hmm. Making a delivery at 115 k's an hour in a 70 zone. Who said Uber Eats service wasn't I tell good? you what, they're is trying pretty hard to get that curry there. It's still <laughs> People warm. are hungry. They are. But they shouldn't be that hungry. Not that hungry. What was his speed as again? 115 in a 70 zone. He's wearing tracksuit pants and runners. <sighs> no gloves. I mean, just the, the cold factor. Mm. Amazing. You have a seat. Well, <laughs> yeah, let's not go back to that. <laughs> Uh, anyway, he unfortunately lost his license. So his, he would his, lose uh, his license on the spot? Six months. Uh, uh, there's 28 days, mm-hmm. so he can appeal if he wishes. And 28 days after the date of the offence, he loses his license for six months. Wow. So no more Uber Ubering. Eats. He's delivery. lost his income. That's it. So he's lost more than just his fine of 450 yeah. something dollars. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. getting food is very important to a lot of people. I know. But you, it's not worth losing your licence over. No, you know, those those young fellows don't get paid very much for their deliveries. So I think, you know, perhaps being under pressure to get, you know, m- the more deliveries, mm. the more money you get. But unfortunately, the risk is 
You get booked. And I would like to actually say that he's got off lightly because the potential there was he could have killed somebody. Well, it's that's so easy. And, and, and not wearing any protective gear other yeah. than a helmet, which incidentally didn't fit. He pulled the helmet off without undoing the strap, so that was another ticket. Oh, so he's wearing an ill-fitting helmet, which mm. belonged to somebody else, on a motorbike with no gloves, tracksuit pants, going like the wind, on wet roads... I'm not sure what he... It's the whole shebang. It is. Bit of a hamburger. So it's technically what we call a temporary Australian. It might be, yeah. <laughs> temp- very temporary. So a um, bit disappointing, but these things happen. Yeah. No, once again, look, it is a reminder out there is that, you know, we all get excited. We all get pressured. Mm. Um, and, yeah, look, if you do note yourself going above the speed limit, just take five. But I mean, think about the consequences. Not only the fine, but things can mm. get more severe. But mm. Well, even the protective clothing, that's mm. really important. If you come off your bike yeah. and, well, mm. you have got a helmet that's not fitting, it's not going to protect your head. Exactly. No, yeah. they, and they just come off. I've seen it happen. They've just come off and become very unattractive people. Because you can imagine yeah. bitumen and the skin on your face. No. no gloves. The first thing you put down when you fall fall <sighs> over, you put your hands down. Yeah. It's, it's not no, pretty. No, it's not pretty. Yep. You yeah. know, skin grafts on your hands, mm. not fun. <sighs> no. Makes life very difficult. Yep. Yeah. And I'll tell you, uh, when I was a teenager way back in the 80s, uh, we loved our motorbikes mm. and we just got our L's and we're all riding around like idiot teenagers that we were mm-hmm. and probably still are sometimes but anyway <laughs> uh, but I do recall one of my friends he came off uh, his motorbike mm. in the wet mm. wearing denim jeans Ooh. now one would think yeah, in the wet denim no problem he actually got third degree burns because mm. of the uh. as he was sliding along the road the friction that it created oh, it's horrible isn't and it? it was burned and I mean you'd never imagine it you'd think oh, you know he was wearing riding boots yeah. and, but den- denim jeans yeah. uh, so it really dawned on us no 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 if we're going to ride bikes Leathers, yeah. You know, you've really got to spend the money. Yeah, spend or the Kevlar money. jeans. Like I, well. I yeah. ride a scooter to work every day, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, that's minimum. Minimum Kevlar jeans, boots with laces, preferably, because when you come off, if you've just got pull-on blunt stones, they will come off. Mm-hmm. They'll come off in a second. Um, armor in your jacket. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a really great jacket that's a like a hoodie. It looks like a hoodie, but it's got armor in the shoulders and it's Kevlar, so it's quite light, great for summer, but will still protect you. Gloves with uh, knuckle protectors, plastic knuckle protectors, and definitely a helmet, full face preferably. Open mm. face, you're still going to get some pretty severe Ooh. injuries, especially and dental, dental injuries. And spend the extra dollars on, the, on, a, on a better helmet. Yeah, definitely. The amount of collisions I've been to with motorcycles or scooters where the person could have literally just gotten up and walked away Yeah. Um, if they were wearing the correct gear, uh, as opposed Ooh. to um, gravel rash, road rash, whatever you want to call it, or dental injuries from having open face helmets. Mm. Yeah, It's, it's not, not about looking cool anymore. You can still look cool. You can still look super cool. But you want to look cool. I look super cool, Gabs. I I know. But you want to look super cool after a collision when you get up and you're not injured. And you'd brush yourself off like, you know, when people trip over and then they look back at what it was that tripped them over like (laughs) they were really upset at it. Like stupid pavement. You want to be able to do that. Well, my partner, when she was nursing, she's got some stories about um, after collisions with motorbikes. Well, not her with the motorbike, but Mm -hmm. um, the the patient. Nursing, um, yeah. Picking out bitumen from, oh, from oh. their body, hours yeah. and hours and hours Tap of out. it. Bing. Yeah. Tap, I'm out. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and this is when they're no. conscious. No, yep. So no. please wear protective clothing and, and gear. These people do do cause some havoc out there, and, and well, that's yeah, that's well, you know, we've had um, some amazing work done to widen the Tuller mm. Freeway, and um, a couple of it, like the Westgate Freeway, was widened a few years ago. It took and, about a thousand years to do. Oh, uh, a yeah. mazillion years, yeah. and there's widening projects going on left, right, everywhere. And 
Um, the Tala, you know, going all the way out to the Ring Road, that still, you know, hasn't been completed yet. And one of the things, unfortunately, that we've lost, and I say unfortunately because, I, I, and I am a little bit biased, is our emergency lanes. And um, they obviously are, um, are there for people who break down or have collisions or for emergency vehicles to get to where we need to go. So the solution, obviously, now is that we have uh, lane control systems. So overhead gantries, I'm sure everybody's seen them. Mm-hmm. And they've, if they're not displaying the speed for each lane, they're displaying if the lane is closed or if the lane is about to be closed. So if we have a collision and uh, it happens to be in the right lane of the Tuller, um, you know, coming in towards Parkville, um, CityLink control room will close that lane with the overhead gantry and shows uh, a red cross and prior to the red cross they'll actually put a little arrow saying change lanes because it's about to be closed and one of the things that really annoys me and I use the word annoy because it's not appropriate for me to swear is that if I'm trying to get to a collision especially where people are hurt Mm. I need that lane to get there and if it's peak hour traffic you can imagine nobody really wants to change lanes So I think it's important that people understand that uh, if you drive in a lane that is showing a red cross, that is a red light traffic offence. It's the same as going through a red light at uh, at an intersection. It's the same fine. It's $404 and three demerit points. Yeah, you don't want to do that. But never mind that. If you're at the collision and you're the one hurt, how annoyed are you going to be at all the people lined up in that right-hand lane or whatever lane it happens to be that are closed? and I can't get to you or the ambulance can't get to you or the fireys can't get to you. So, so let's reiterate this. If you or your loved one mm. and time is of essence mm. and the emergency vehicle cannot get to you. If I literally can't get to you. So, Beck, if you're driving along and you see that there's the, the, the little arrow pointing yep. to say, coming up soon, you're going to have to change lanes. Mm. At what point must you get out of that lane? You can't drive in the lane as soon as you pass a cross. Okay. So if you drive under a cross... In that lane, you've committed committed the offence. Right. So we give, between gantries is about between 400 and 500 metres. So you've got that long to change lanes. Now, if you come up to the Red Cross and you have to stop before, because it's so busy, then you have to stop and wait until somebody lets you in. Okay. But if you you don't do that, then I have to be driving up with my lights and sirens on and I push everybody out of the way and all of a sudden people get out of the way. But that is still delaying. It took me 20 minutes to get from Moreland Road to Flemington Road um, exit on the Tuller the other morning just because people continually drive in that lane. Now, if you think you're not going to get booked for it, guess what you are? Because I get to the collision and I process the collision and the ambulance are there and everybody's doing their job and I'm waiting for tow trucks, guess what I do? I go stand at the back of my police car and I book people. And I will book them until we open the lanes. You just I can intercept only do it. them. Okay, so one by one. One by one, I intercept yep. them. I technology's grab their license not there. number and I send, I send their notice in the mail. So technology's not there to It's not an them. offence that can't, can be sent in the post. Like a speed camera no. offence. There's nothing set up yet. No, it's not a strict liability offence in relation to yeah. that, which means that whoever's driving is responsible and then you have to nominate the driver. It's a, it's a limited liability, which means I have to intercept the person and now, ensure that they don't have an exemption for driving in that lane. You've expressed this as a pet hate. So is mm. this a serious problem? Is it- oh, yeah, 100%. There's a big difference between being able to render first aid to somebody in five minutes than 20 minutes. If somebody stops breathing, they give us a 10-minute window before there's permanent brain damage. Now, if people are so keen to get to work uh, that they're not 
going to allow that, that lane to be free and allow emergency vehicles to get there, then potentially somebody could die. Yes. Or potentially the longer that it takes us to get there, the longer that lane will be closed, which can cause more than one collision. So a red light is a red light. If it's a red cross, don't drive in that lane. Mm. And people often question why is the speed limit so low mm. when there's fewer lanes operating? Mm-hmm. And I guess that comes down to the 40 um, kilometre per hour yeah, so in that, in that circumstance, yeah, we always ask CityLink and they do it as a matter of course now to drop the, the speed limit down to 40 like it's a roadwork zone because we've got people working on the road. Um, and so obviously that, that new legislation came in, um, passing emergency vehicles, which include SES, anyone mm. with really flashing lights. And that is that, uh, yeah, on approach, 40 k's you have to pass. Now, I understand there's going to be, there's been some uh, some issues with uh, the safety of pulling up to 40 if you're in a 100 zone or 110 zone, and I totally get that. Mm. At minimum, what I want people to do is change lanes. So if we're on a two-lane highway, well, say we're on the Hume Highway and I've got somebody pulled over uh, in the emergency lane and you're travelling the left lane, the least I want from you is to change lanes to the right. If you, I don't, I don't expect people to slow down to 40 on a dime. I understand that that's, that's can be dangerous. Mm. But I'm working on the road and I don't want to get hit at 100 k's either. So it's just about having a little bit of forward planning. We always try and pull people up so that there's a lot of visibility, you know, coming up, you know, not around a bend or anything like that. Sometimes that can't be helped, Mm. though, depending on the circumstances, you know. So um, at minimum, please change lanes if you're on the freeway. But if you're on 60, 70, 80 k zone, you should have a sufficient amount of time to be able to brake slowly and safely and allow the, that area that I'm working on the road, for whatever reason, could be a collision, it could be I might just be booking someone, an Uber driver for speeding. Who knows? <laughs> and common sense really says that if someone's pulled over with a just a breakdown mm. or they're changing a tyre, mm. it makes sense to do the same thing because yeah. we have had people injured and killed oh. under those circumstances. Well, you know, any any job that happens on any of the elevated roadways, uh, if somebody's even somebody stopped in an emergency lane, any of those jobs that come through to triple zero are classified as priority one jobs for that exact reason is that it's it's been recognised by the coroner that people that are stationary on the the highway are at a very high risk of being involved in another collision and that's people having a look to see what's going on or you know then they're not aware of their surroundings very well or just what whatever other circumstance so um, I, I think you've eloquently answered a lot of the questions I wanted to ask and when this legislation first came out mm. uh, I actually thought it was a little bit of a laugh mm. uh, I really couldn't get my head around you have you doing 100 kilometers an hour mm. and we do have heavy traffic in this in this state mm. um, then to to then suddenly go to 40 I felt very dangerous very unrealistic yeah certainly on the Hume highway yeah of course move over I mean I understand the issues and the problems did, did this come about because of an incident? That has happened in the past. Any specific incidents? We've, that we've had a in the few. Past? We've yep. had a few um, incidents. I mean, it's not directly related to, to speed, but there was a highway patrol member up in Benalla that was killed. Yeah. a significant amount uh, number of years ago, maybe ten years ago, on the Hume Highway. Mm. Now, the result of that, I believe, with the driver was uh, fell asleep. Um, but it's incidents like that, and and other incidents where they're close calls. And I think it's just been recognised that police working on the road are the same as roadworks. We have roadworks uh, speed reductions to 40 because it's understood people are working on the road. It's got nothing to do really most of the time with the safety of the cars. It's more about protecting the people working on the road. Now, this this legislation or these laws have been in place in America, in most states of America, for a very, very long time. And it's managed and it's understood that if you're 
passing a police car with flashing lights, you have to slow down. Mm. Um, I think it's 30 miles an hour um, over there. Uh, depend, it might depend on the speed zone, but I'm yeah. not quite sure. So this is not this is not brand new stuff. This is you this know has th- been this is everywhere. this has been happening everywhere. Um, booze buses are operating at booze buses, as in uh, so the highway patrol members are the ones that wave the cars into the booze yeah. bus site. That is the most dangerous job I do. Wow. Um, there, I have nearly been hit by cars so many times for different reasons. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's speed. Sometimes it's a drunk person. You have to have a look at what I'm doing. I'm trying to wave potentially drink or drug drivers into a small coned-off uh, area. And they panic. And, hap- and they're trying to negotiate. <laughs> or it might be stolen cars or it might be any of those sort of things. There's been numerous occasions where members have been uh, injured or have had very close calls because of the speed of drivers. So... Having drivers approaching a booze bus at 40Ks allows them enough time to stop, depending if I want them to go in or not, mm-hmm. and it allows me enough time to jump out of the way if they decide for whatever reason they're not going to stop. So that's pretty much... We understand that it's not always practical. practical. Yeah, which is the important... And we're very flexible, but if you frighten me... Yes, you're going down. You're going to be <laughs> in trouble, yeah. So just let me clarify. So if we're going on the Hume Highway, if I was to move over to the right lane, mm. I'm not required to do 40 or I'm still required to you're do 40? The legislation re- says, says you must you. do 40. But you will what exercise, I'm saying is, is... You will exercise some common sense. There's a common sense thing there. Mm. Yeah, if you're making an effort to slow down and you end up doing 70, I don't want you slamming the brakes on from 100 to 40. Which is going to cause its own problems. Of course, it is going to cause its own problems. And I'm pretty sure everybody recognises that. But it's about common sense. Apply the brake, slow down safely, change lanes if you don't think you can pass me at 40. If I'm working on the freeway, I'm very busy. I'm going to, I'm looking at a whole heap of things that, you know, I don't know who I'm dealing with that I've pulled over. Could be anything, could end up in an arrest, it could end up in, you know, a scrap on the side of the road, who knows? Mm. It could just be old granny who, you know, decided to do a bit of speeding, for example. But use your common sense. Just give me that extra lane. Give yourself a bit of extra space. You don't know what's about to happen either. No. Yeah. And, and I think if you slow down, if you're doing 110 and you see a police vehicle on the side of the road, like Beck says, maybe not slow down to 40, but if you slow down to 80, yeah. the people behind you are going to realise, okay, you Something's haven't jammed happening. on the brakes, yeah, but exactly. they're going to slow down too, and it's safer for everyone involved. Yeah. A lot of people, when they've heard about this this new road rule, have immediately jumped to the 100, 110 zone mm. um, scenario, or well, I can't brake to 40. Okay, we've discussed that, but 90% of the other scenarios that we're talking about, mm-hmm. you can slow down to 40. For sure. And at the end of the day, you do not want to be the person that hits a police officer. No. Yeah, you, you don't want to be that driver <laughs> no, that hits exactly. a police officer. There's, that's, yeah. And I don't want to be hit, please. No. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, um, you talk about you never know what you see. It was probably about three months ago. I was in oh, north part of town. I, I don't know the area. Probably near Collingwood somewhere. And I'm sitting at the traffic lights in this police car, woof, 100 miles an hour past me. And I go, oh, I know some people who drive those things, you know. <laughs> so I went and drove down into the road, got to a set of traffic lights and turned into Hoddle Street and there was an accident scene. So anyway, slowed down, probably a little less than 40 because it was pretty much cut down to one lane. And emerging from the police car that passed me quite speedily was Beck doing the big oh. run. Was I? <laughs> yeah, oh, going, going to the aid of the... Okay. I know that girl. Yeah. <laughs> I was running. You wow. were running. Well, Probably. how novel for me. <laughs> a rare moment. I should have caught it on camera. <laughs> oh, you should, you well, should you, have. Hopefully you saved someone's oh, life Oh, look, I'm sure I was doing something brave and amazing. 
But always, always. I was always. Ready for a coffee. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what I want. No, Save I someone's life, then uh, the rewarding okay, fine. coffee. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so look, I mean, it, it does stem. Common sense is the, the best practice of the lot. And yeah. um, make room, slow down, be aware. Because uh, it also is amazing, too, the amount of stories I've heard from some of my friends who are in the SES mm. of they said, they said to me, if you're ever on Hume Highway and you break down mm. and you go into the emergency lane, get out of the car and go and sit up on the side. And mm. I went, why is that? He said, you'd be amazed at the amount of people that will then rear-end it. Oh, it's just, yeah, it's mm. crazy. So what is obviously happening, people are fatigued and they and, and they know that they have to sit behind cars and they're not concentrating and they, they uh, wander over. It's yeah, amazing. It's, it really is amazing. I, I've been to jobs where people have had a flat tyre and they sit in their car, you mm. know, which in some circumstance, is the safest thing to do and then they just get rear-ended and, you know, seriously injured. If you're if you're somewhere where there's some Armco railing, you know, the, the, mm. the metal railing on the side, pop on the other side of that because yeah. it's designed to catch a car and push it back onto the road so it doesn't go into a ravine or yeah. any other, you know, spoon gutter or anything mm. like that. So just, you know, sometimes just assess your situation. Sometimes it's safer to stay in the car and... I mean, if you have no emergency lane, probably stay in the car. Um, but uh, yeah, if you if you think it's probably safer to get out, then get out of the get car out. and jump. In the Especially out. on things like the Hume Highway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if you're involved in a collision, this is an amazing thing that happens when people are involved in a collision. They get out of the car immediately. The, and the, pop the bonnet. Yeah, no, but they do they because they've been frightened. Mm. The first thing they do is they get out of the car. They don't want to be in the car anymore, which which I can understand. But collisions are scary, and I totally understand that. But just maybe assess your situation first, especially if you're somewhere where there's no emergency lanes or there's you know high speed traffic. Yes, because mm. uh, you don't want it ending up worse than it was. It is a tough scenario. Um, mm. My my gut feeling, if I was involved in a collision, and depending on what vehicle I was in, mm. or I'd collided with. Mm. I would probably be inclined to get out mm. because a fire. Right. Yeah, or most I want to make. Get out. I, yeah. I, I might, first thing I want to do is make sure I can get out. Yeah, you know, there'd be nothing worse than being. Because yeah, what happens is the structure of, of a car will buckle sometimes and mm. the door will jam. Or the airbags go off and yeah. there's explosions happening and the sound and mm. all of that sort of thing mm. frightens people, uh, understandably so, I would be as well. And they jump out of the car really quick, uh, mm. you know, put their hands up and they're in shock, understandably. It is, it is a tough thing to ask people. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, look, if you're involved in inclusion, once again, maybe take my advice, see if you can get out because mm. if something starts burning or going wrong, you want to be able to. But if you know you can get out, then assess yeah, what's going on outside a, as well. Yeah, have a look at what's going on. So this works both ways. Mm. Yeah, I know. Every collision, scenario is different. Every okay. scenario is different and you're under a lot of stress. Mm. In, in fact, you'd be stress maximum at yeah. that point, but just something to think about. And, and if it's just a small collision, yeah. you don't need to leave your vehicles in situ for me to work out what happened. So if, it's, if you're on the Tuller, for example, and there's no emergency lanes and both your vehicles are drivable... Get over the, to the left. Get, get a, mm. Take the exit and get get off that road. Yeah. And, and go find a side street where you can have a conversation with the other person and I can come down and chat as well if, it, if need be. Because police aren't always required. We're not always required at collisions, yeah. Incidentally, that reminds me of a question I've been wanting to ask mm-hmm. is, especially on somewhere like CityLink where there are no emergency lanes unless something happens and they make it an emergency lane, as mm. we discussed, mm. if I am driving down there and I get the blues and twos or the police want to pull me over for whatever reason, mm-hmm. is it wise for me to continue driving mm. and find a safe exit and a safe area or am I required to stop 
there and now? Good question, what? Will. Yeah. So the first thing is I will never put the lights on to pull somebody over unless I know where I want them to pull over. Right. So if we're coming up, say you're in the right-hand lane and we're coming up the Tullamarine Freeway, I won't put the red and blue lights on until we're reasonably close to an exit. And then I'm going to make the assumption that you know that I want you to change lanes and pull over. And get off the freeway. And get off the freeway. Find yeah. a safe spot. Sometimes there's emergency shoulders on yes. a lot of the new roads, like breakdown bays. Yep. And I will put the red and blue lights on when I know we're coming up to one. And by the time you go, oh, the police want me to pull over, mm. and then you're looking around, there's a couple of hundred metres have passed by then, and hopefully you'll see the breakdown bay. Or you'll see a big painted traffic island where there's like an exit ramp or something like I don't want you to stop in running traffic. If, has, has that if ever you happened do, to you, Beck? Oh, all the time. Yeah, all the time. It happens all the time. No, and what I'll probably do is I probably jump out and I give the person an instruction. Just keep going up and you'll see a breakdown bay on the left-hand side. Or take the next exit. Or just pull over there. And I would never deal with somebody in a running lane because that's stupid. And dangerous. And dangerous. But I, I normally decide where I pull somebody over, mm-hmm. and it's a little bit like billiards. Yes. So the white ball hits the red ball, and I'm hoping <laughs> it goes in the pocket. Sometimes it doesn't go in the pocket. <laughs> so Most I guess the of the time it doesn't go in a pocket. If, but. You, <laughs> if, you're, if you're getting the, the flashing lights, just slow down, acknowledge, yep. Yep. and then look. Yeah, if you put your indicator on, yep. it tells me that you know that that's what I want you to do. Mm. And I'm happy for you to decide where we pull over. Yeah. If you feel like it's a safer place or you know a safer place, that's fine. But I'm not going to follow you for two kilometres until you get to the exit that you wish to plan on taking in the first place. So it's just about a little bit of common sense. We want to have a conversation together in a safe place. I want to be safe. You want to be safe. Mm. Normally, 90% of the time, a police officer will not try and pull you over unless they know where they want you to stop. Excellent But advice. there is Excellent 10% oh, yeah. <laughs> that not know that and just keep on driving. And don't even know we're playing billiards. Yes. Well. <laughs> well, Beck, it has been brilliant having you back. Uh, thank Once you for having will me. Will you come back again next week? I think I will. Oh, excellent. What do you reckon? We'll have it back. Oh, yeah. Mm. There's always plenty to discuss, and it's always amusing. <laughs> Very important information, but amusing I didn't at the same time. I could talk so much, really. We did. No, everybody else. Mm. <laughs> okay, great, 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 great. This has been The Glow Show. Um, make sure you download all our podcasts at joy.org.au slash glow show and yeah. listen to Joy on that 94. 94- Point nine FM band and YouTube. You stay safe out there too, please. Will do. Thanks, Will. Thank you. See ya. You've been listening to The Vic Police Glow Show, exclusive to Joy Podcast, presented by Vic Police LGBTI liaison officers and a range of Joy presenters. Head to joy.org.au forward slash the glow show to find more episodes or search Joy 94.9 Glow Show on iTunes. Subscribe so you never miss an episode. Rate and review if you like what you hear. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.